Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the show. Another episode of the Washed Up Walk-Ons. CrossFit on the agenda for the first 12 minutes or so today. Kevin coming off of Hawaii doing a 24-hour fast. And we also bring back the one-star podcast segment where we read reviews from the listeners, the fans, the haters, all of the above. Football conversation, Iowa conversation starts at 32 minutes in. You know what it is. Let's have a day. Let's go. Should have had Grant bring us in today. That's what we should have done. I mean, people like him better than Drake, so why not, right? People like him better than us. Should we just I hand mean, the podcast over to him? So he just gonna be Grant's podcast now. And it, and that's that would be the title of it too. It's just Grant's podcast. And then he just has access to all of our listeners and our our, our fan base that we've built. Yeah. I mean, he's young, right? He's got an entrepreneurial spirit. He's, he's, a he's got his finger on the pulse of the Iowa student. Right. You know, he's, he's in Iowa City, right? He's a go-getter attitude. I, I, think, I think he'd probably do great things with our company. I mean. I like it. Yeah. It's not like that's we're our doing exit, That's our exit plan. Just give it to Grant. Ow, give it to fuck. Grant. Um, how are we doing tonight? Drake's not here, by the way, for the listeners. Um, for a good reason. Actually, for once in his life, he didn't like get too high and pass out. Uh, he didn't do, I don't know, go golfing with George or something like that. He uh, he didn't just say, I don't want to do it. He, yeah, well, he, that's certainly been uh, an excuse before. It's just like, nah. Uh, the, the one night you were, while you were gone, Kev, uh, we were going to record Super Bowl, right? I Super saw Bowl. the text messages. Yeah. And he said, fuck the podcast. Well, he was sick, wasn't he? He was sick. Yeah, he, he had an excuse. And Grant stuck up for him. And then Grant got love for sticking up for him. And uh, Grant's a stand-up guy. Right? Really is. Grant, you want to bring yourself in here quick? Hey, I, just, I, 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 I got everyone's back. We'd love to hear that, man. We'd love to I'm hear in, that. I'm in the foxhole for all you guys. Now, can we get the guy a camera? He has a camera. I have a good it's, camera. His, it's his internet, man. It's his internet. Oh, really? Is it bad? Okay. Oh, well, I, I think it automatically adjusts you to your lower quality, and then you have to go back into your, your video settings and change it to the 720, uh, whatever. And if it's already on 720, then it's just your internet connection is giving us shit quality. But um, at least you look good, Kev. Hey, you too, buddy. Did you Somebody that again today? I did. Yeah. Just is that like an everyday thing for you now? You know what? It's, it's interesting. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the bald people out there are probably, you know, they're, they're more seasoned than me. Right. So they're, they're waiting to hear all of me figuring out the process. It's not too complicated, but, um, 
So I shaved it on Saturday midday and, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, let it go. And then today, like woke up today and it was like pretty much, you know, where I do have hair, which is like that solid, like bowl around the outside and the back. Um, it started to like clearly grow back in thicker and you could see like the, the dark of what would start to be hair. So probably every, you know, twice a week is probably got to be the frequency. Nice. That's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. No. And it takes 10 minutes to run the, the little thing over it. And, uh, although my wife said that she's like, did you cut the back of your head? I'm like, I don't think so, but I can't see it back there. I would always, I mean, it was always funny every now and then Doyle would show up with a little bandaid in the back of his head. <laughs> that was, that was funny. You're like, Oh, he does bleed. The man he is bleeds. a human being after all. That's the only place you could get him is if he, and, and, and when, I mean, when a bald guy shows up and he's got a bandaid on his head, right? You lose some power there. You lose a little respect, <laughs> a, a little bit of the uh, the lore that you walk around with. You get knocked down a notch. Yeah, speaking of speaking of bald guys, uh, we talked about this on DHT quickly, but um, the CrossFit Open started last week, and uh, Demarco is big into CrossFit, obviously. Now he put up a top three hundred score in the world. How many people are, are do the open these days? Registration this year for the men's division uh, came in at one hundred and sixty nine thousand people. All right, and he Not put bad, up Nick. he put up the two hundred and eighty seventh best score. That's now, really what bad. what is it? Top ten percent go to regionals. Ten percent of that go to semifinals, and then yeah. So it, it, it's based on ten um, percent is the right number from the open to the to the quarters. And uh, let's see, it, it's it's dependent upon your region. So depending on where you live, so okay. in, in, so in the U.S., yeah. yeah, in the U.S., it's split on the Mississippi. So there's North America West, North American East, um, and then de- based on the signups for that region, it's ten percent of that number. It's not ten percent of the you know. So it, it is ten percent of the overall number, but it's split into regions. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Nick and I will have. I mean, that's like, you know, no problem getting past that at the next stage, you know, so 10% is going to move on. That's probably going to look like, uh, a few thousand people in the North American regions Mm -hmm. out of that. You have to be top 60 to move on to the semifinals. Oh, damn. Nick could be close on that this year. He, He might be close, especially with the performance he just put out. That's, um, that's pretty fit what he just did. So. And uh, so, like, obviously, there's different events. Some you're going to crush. Some you're not going to be so good. Like, say, for someone who's going to move on to the semifinals, what do you have to, like, around what score for the Open would you imagine that they are getting, like, is their average placement? Yeah, it's a good good little, uh, like, a research study, going back and looking at what that looks like. So, I did this last year. The... Like if you like if you did three hundredth in the world every single time, you're going to be you're, a lot better than three hundredth overall. Absolutely. the The aggregate of the three weeks of the Open, if you get three hundredth each week, you're going to end up in like fortieth place or something sure. like that. Okay. Um, which is why it's extremely impressive what Nick just did. It was a good workout for him, but it was he fucking murdered. Um, the last year. 
the lowest placed open performance that made it into the semifinals uh, would have been like 2,000th in the world. So there's a weird little, um, there's a weird contrast of the open and the quarterfinals, right? Okay. So the open, again, dozens of thousands of people. The programming for the open needs to be a little bit more accessible and they purposefully make it less skilled so that people can participate. Right? Sure. Um, like if you're just doing handstand push-ups and all the gymnastic stuff, then right. Joe Schmo, who does CrossFit for fun, is like, ah, this is not worth right. registering. Yeah. The average CrossFitter that's right. at, you know, your you know, CrossFit Homer Glen or whatever is probably somewhere between 30 and 50 and don't have any aspiration whatsoever of being competitive, right? Sure. So, you know, if you whip out a workout in week one, that's like, Hey, we're going to do single leg pistol squats. And then we're going to walk on our hands. And then when you get to the end, you're going to, you're going to do ring muscle ups. And those are the three movements. Everyone's going to be like, well, fuck you. Right. Well, there's uh there's, there's about 80% DNFs for your, right. opening. <laughs> no reps. I got zero on this workout. So as the stages, the, the four stages, open, quarterfinals, semifinals, and, and then the games, um, the skills and the, the workouts obviously get harder. The weights get much, much heavier with each um, you know, stage. Sure, sure. So DeMarco's going to make a run at semis. Is our boy Kluve going to try to make a run at semis? Uh, no, probably not. I think the three months I took off, two and a half months, are going to hold me back pretty good. He fucking crushed me in this workout. Um, yeah. I... I uh, comparatively got a top 7,000 score in the world, which is still top 96. No, top 10%. Yeah. Yeah. It's 96th percentile. Yeah. Um, but there's some things that I just, because I had a kid and hurt myself, got severely neglected in my training over the past two months, which happened to be the two months leading up to the fucking the, competition. The most important two months. Right. See, that's that's why that's honestly on you, man, because veteran <laughs> NFL athletes know to have a kid in the offseason. You're right. So that's that's really on you. Well, I don't want to hear your excuses. You know, and, and it's not an excuse. Uh hand up, that's on me. But you know, we you know we try we tried, you know, we tried. Um back <laughs> to what have, I was saying. Couldn't have held it in for another two months. Yeah. The uh so the open is very accessible, and because of that, the open gets very aerobic based. So if you have really good lungs, if you're so general kind of, fitness, yeah, yeah, if you're really just Your a small GPPs type stuff, yeah, if you, if you if you're a small guy who can do, um, g- generally the open workouts are somewhere between twelve and twenty minutes, and it's hundreds of reps, right? Like the scores on this workout were somewhere between two and three hundred reps. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of high skill other than twenty ring muscle ups, and it was at the end of you know two-thirds of the way through the workout the quarterfinals is where me and nick actually shine because our skill is much more well-rounded we're both fairly strong him especially uh, relative to crossfitters and the um, the difficulties of the workouts pick up and like our competitive sort of savvy and being able to look at a workout break it down and like how should i attack this that's really where we shine. And so I will place probably barely top 5,000 in the world in the open 
but then I will go in and probably play somewhere in the top 500 in the world in quarterfinals. Um, just because that's, you know, as things get more difficult and it's not just based on your VO2 max, um, I start to excel a little bit more. Sure. Yeah. I, st- I still won't make the semis. Nick might. And if he does, I might be flying out to the East Coast to watch that in person because that would be fucking sick. Yeah. Um, so what? The semis are what? 30 and 30 division. And then, uh, yeah. Top half of that goes to the finals or something like that. So this year, because there's two divisions, it would be 60 in each semi. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll end up being like five heats of 12 people, maybe six heats of 10 people. And um, the top eight to 10, it's dependent upon some other stuff. It's not totally set yet, but top eight to 10 out of those 60 in both divisions will move on to the games. And then is, is regionals and, and semis, are those multi-day events or? Yep. It's a three-day event. So it's a okay. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And you, you usually see, that's what, that's also what makes it a lot harder is the court, you know, so the open, you get one workout it's released on Thursday and then you, you have all weekend to do it and it's just one workout. Right. So you can hammer that thing and just be crushed and then, you know, pick up training on Monday yep. and, and the quarterfinals is five workouts in a matter of 72 hours. And those are, you know, you're going balls to the wall. You have to now have the ability to recover semi quickly and go and perform again. That's also where Nick and I really excel. Um, semi, uh, semifinals, even more so you now have an even higher level of intensity, harder workouts, higher competition, and you've got seven workouts in a weekend. And then at the games, you've got four to five days and it's somewhere between 12 and 15 workouts. Um, and you know, everything's even notched up. So yeah, the, the short-term recovery stuff gets real important and it's a, it's a crazy sport. You hear baby girl? She's pissed. She's pissed that I got 7,000th in the world. Dad, you fucking pussy. She should be. Her dad's a pussy. Yeah. Speaking fact. of other bald guys, though, our man Bo Bauer is in a little CrossFit scene these days. Yeah. he's. Uh, I think part of it is it's like a three-minute walk from his house. Um, proximity matters. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, you know, Bo has an Olympic lifting background. A lot of Olympic lifting and CrossFit. He's got a competitive background. It does, you know, for your average person, it's a nice little competitive, uh, gets the juices flowing if, if you're searching for that. It's always something new and, and exciting. You know, you're not, um, it's not running, right? Like it's, it's, it's a lot different than, hey, I'm going to go run three miles or I'm going to go run four miles, right? Like I'm going to do some intervals today or, you know, it's, it's everything. Um, and Bo, the reason Drake is not here is Bo is flying until Arizona and Drake's picking him up. If we were a good podcast, we would have waited to do this at like 9 or 10 p.m. tonight and we would have had Bo hop on for the episode. But we're not. We're not a good we are, podcast. We are a budget podcast. We are Grant's mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's, uh, what's your training look like nowadays? Uh, good question, man. Um. As of the last two weeks, it's non-existent. My ass didn't do shit in Hawaii, and then I'm still well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still battling the uh, the time change is still killing me. So I've not gotten Dude, to work out this week, but that hits hard too. 
Yeah, it wasn't bad in the way there because you can always go to bed early. Like, who gives mm-hmm. a shit? But coming back, oof. Yep. I remember, so Lauren and I went on our honeymoon, um, came home on a, it was a Monday to Monday trip. Mm-hmm. We came home and the flights home are like, they leave at night, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Yeah, we left at 10 o'clock at night, Hawaii. Time. Yeah, I think. 2 a.m. Central Standard Time. Yeah, I think I think ours was similar, maybe eight yeah. or nine p.m. Um, their time, and then so you get back in the morning and you try to sleep on the plane, but your your plane sleep is just yeah. trash. Your neck is it's kinked, and you're like, God, this yeah. fucking. And then the cart comes by and hits your foot, and it's it's just like it doesn't work. Right, right. you're getting 15, 20 minutes at a time max. It's yeah, the fucking baby in the row. You know, some some somebody brought their kids. Some guy smells like shit. You're never gonna get good sleep on a plane. Yeah, so. We come back, you get back in the morning, and then you're like, well, I guess we just stay up today, and we'll just catch up on that next night, that first didn't, true night home. Didn't do that. <sighs> so for me, we did. We stayed up. And let me tell you, the last time I have slept in past 8.30 was that first night home from Hawaii. Lauren and I slept from like like 11 p.m. to 11 a.m. We got like 12 hours of sleep. It was, we, we, I thought I woke up on a different planet. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Got a lot of sleep that second night, but still, it's just like, it's, it's just tough to like, cause I'm usually like a 5 a.m. guy, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just it's, 1 a.m. Hawaii time is just, yeah, it just yeah, it's, takes, takes a little bit. So, season back are you, in. uh, are you feeling the, are you settling back into the seasonal depression that we have here? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, actually that had completely escaped my body for my week in Hawaii. It's amazing, uh, right? Oh, dude, just what some sunlight and some warm air will do for you is incredible. It dudes, I think why did, why did humans ever leave the continent of Africa? I don't understand. Well, that was some were forced, but, um, (laughs) I'm just saying, (laughs) Way before that, before civilization, <laughs> before the before the people who came and forcibly did it to other people, yeah, no, I understand. Yes, yes. Why curiosity got away him. from the sun. You know, could you imagine the uh, the curio- the curiosity of? Okay, so we're living in these warm climates, right? Uh, way, way back then, I don't know how many years that is, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, what if we just keep going? Right? What if we go across the water?" And they don't even know that there's other climates. All of a sudden. It starts getting like a little colder and it's like rainy. And then all of a sudden they find themselves in like Norway and fit. And they're like, it's freezing as hell up here. But I guess we stay. I guess we got to kill some, some mammoths and like steal their wool or something. I guess we just stay here and make it work. We used to be cool just running around naked, but now we need some, we need some club covering now. I think speaking of that though, like just wandering around, I was thinking about this is how the hell did people find the Hawaiian islands in the first place? It's in the smack dab middle of fucking nowhere. Nowhere, you, man. You're telling me they sailed there on fucking canoes? Insane. No, I, I, no I, think it was, I think it was bigger than canoes. Well, I think they were they big-ass canoes, but they were still canoes, right? Yeah, get it. Wood in the water. It, it took me eight hours on a plane going 500 miles an hour to get there from, you know, it's like... There, I, how, I ponder how do you all find this. this place, right? I, I ponder all of this as well. I mean... It's not just Hawaii, although Hawaii is a good example because it is out there by itself. Mm-hmm. But like all of the islands, like I suppose with like Cuba, you just kind of go by it if you're close enough and you're trying to get to America, right? Or 
you know, like, yeah, but like Cuba's 90 miles off of a major continent, right? No, that's what I'm saying. You happen Hawaii upon is it. thousands of miles in the like, if you're like just a few miles off course, you might just go right fucking past it. I was, I was gonna say, how many people, how many people were like just out of eyesight from the island and they just kept going and they ran out of like, how many people died in the attempts of like, yeah, and then no kidding. somebody eventually found it and was like, hey, we're gonna sell. I'm guessing if here. you get close, the currents and the winds would probably steer you a little bit closer but yeah but still yeah it's just like hey i, I know we like where we're living at now but we're just gonna go see if there's anything else out there and just found couldn't be further away from any land masses and i would yeah. i would not have been not one so i would not have been one to to volunteer for the uh, the explorations <laughs> um like hey we're gonna put you all on a boat and the boat is eh, shoddy at best right and we're going to sail for a really long time. And we're going to, you're going to have to shit downstairs in the boat, right? And it's all going to be together. And, and you might get scurvy. Honestly, man, the canoes sound better than what the, uh, the old Spanish explorers were sailing around in. I, I would agree. Yeah. Give me the canoe. Um, so you're not a guy who, uh, you, when you go on vacation, it's absolutely zero exercise, nothing. Uh yeah, I saw so I got three like thirty minute workouts, man. I, like just to get the heart rates a okay. little bit up, sure. get the muscles working a little bit. But I don't even consider it training. No, it's just no. I, I wouldn't consider it training, but you do do a little bit of a little sweat. It, yeah, I need a, I need a little sweat. Have to, yeah. have to. And of course, you go hiking and you know road to Hana. That's a day where it takes that out of you. So some of those days take care of themselves. But man, when sure. I go, if I travel for more than three days. Even three days, I start to get a little bit like, "Ooh, I got to move. And I'm a little different, obviously, but I know you're similar. Yeah, but, you know, the the, the caloric balance was was high on the excess. We, yeah. we, we, were, we were not burning as much as we were taking in for that whole week. So I'm actually, I'm coming up on the end of a 24-hour fast right now. And then okay. We're going to get reset. And tomorrow we're going to hit a, uh, you know, kind of introductory workouts, Thursday, Friday, and then Monday we'll, we'll hit it. Let's hard. go. I love that. I love that little reset, that little re-jump. That's well, huge. Dude, like I said, like nowhere near to equal caloric intake. To doesn't, output, it, so. doesn't it so, feel? And then I had like a, I had a work dinner last night. So like, honestly, I'm not even hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> My calories that I ate for the past two weeks, I'm good for another two. Like, I'm, I honestly, I feel like I could go another 24 hours and probably not get that hungry. Doesn't it? I've done three days before. I've done 72. Yeah. Tried but, to do a, tried to do a yoga. You probably workout. did it just like, hey, I'm just eating normal and then going to stop. You know, that is true. Yeah, I was my girlfriend. Sorry, fiance Alyssa, small girl, right? Don't not eat big. a lot. Yeah. So I'm eating three quarters of the appetizer, all of my meal, <laughs> half of her meal, yeah. and 90 percent of the dessert. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Love that shit. Come on now. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That fires me up. Um, 
you know, when you're eating that much, right? It's it's probably good to include a certain food group. Yeah. Oh, and I believe me, man. I, I'm all for it. That's one of my favorite food groups. The pork food group, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's that time of the it's that time of the podcast where we mention their friends at the Washington County Pork Producers. Um, I'm not hungry right now, and and I, hearing about all the meals that you've eaten in the past ten days, I'm I'm certainly not hungry. Uh, but if I was hungry, I'd probably grab something pork related. Right. You know, honestly, I, I would be really happy right now if I walked into my freezer and found a little pork chop in there or a little yeah. pork tenderloin. That would mm. make my night. I don't think I'm that lucky. Yeah. I actually have a <laughs> I have a pork tenderloin in the freezer right now. Oh, man. I love me a good pork tenderloin. You know what I really – so it's a little bit annoying to to implement it into the diet. But But if I really was committed to the pork, you know what I would do is I would start eating – two or three strips of bacon in the morning with my eggs. Um, you could just meal prep that man. Bacon's good for a week in the fridge. <clears throat> yeah, you're right. I could just make it all at once. But yeah. It, it, it is a little annoying to have to cook it every morning. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily cooking it, but it's messy to clean up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. But I mean, I could add that in. I'm already doing, uh, you know, I, I consume a fair amount of sausage. Um, we do, uh, we do bacon wrapped chicken breasts a lot mm. uh like i said we do you know a, a pork tenderloin every once in a while we're not huge on the barbecue but i do like ribs i like me some ribs fucking love some good slow roasted ribs and then you know of course if you can get a pork chop i mean fairway they sell these little pork chops and sometimes they do a little two for four deal oh my god I don't know if I've ever seen Todd Kluver happier than at the tailgate. He's got one pork chop in each hand. Never been happier. Never <laughs> been happier. <clears throat> You're right. Um, before we get to some of the some topics, uh, I figure we do something we haven't done in a while. And Grant, this is a this is a fun thing for you. And we don't always uh, get to do this just simply because we don't get a lot of them. But if you go to Apple Podcasts you go to the review oh, section. Oh, let's go. I haven't done this one in a while. So I, we, we need a name for it probably where I can like hit a little button and it's like, you know. See him back out there. You know, like Kevin, uh-huh. Kevin's little uh, sound bite. You go to Apple Podcasts and you go to the review section. I already have these pulled up, Grant, if you're scrambling to do this. Don't worry. Uh, you got a bad and a good? We've got a couple bad and a couple good. Ah, the bad ones are much more fun. Yeah, and that's why we'll do those second, right? Most people would read like the bad ones first. Yeah. We read the bad ones second around here because that's really where we want to leave it off. So um, looks like the most recent ones, and this is actually a call to action as well. If you could go to Apple Podcasts and you haven't already, because we have an extremely impressive uh, 961 ratings. We're almost at 1,000 ratings. How many comments though? How many comments? I don't know how many actual word like typed out reviews, but it's a it's a fair amount. Um, so this is back to August of last year. Uh, this one says great football podcast, five star or no, this is only a four star review. We couldn't quite earn that fifth star. So we're great, not phenomenal. Correct. Great football podcast with great insight and former players. A significant increase in ads and lack of content has made it a tough listen outside of football season, however. That's fair. That's that's extremely fair. And you're and, and you're looking right at it. I mean, hopefully we've inserted like 20 or 30 I'm, ads to this. Honestly, episode. the four stars 
was generous, generous, right? But, and, 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 and to be fair, that is August 1st. That is at the tail end of the off season where it's a long dry season there. At that point, we're doing like top five, uh, like childhood toys or something like that. Like we are down to the nitty gritty, um, of content. So you're, you're getting just the front end of that right now. Uh, and we used but, to only do one episode a week, too. You're right. I don't know why we do two. Yeah, I don't know either. And I don't know why people keep listening to two. But uh, hey, yeah. So that was one of the good ones. The most recent... Oh, no. This one, they're out of order. So this one is from uh, July of last year. Uh, this one says, best Iowa pod out there. These guys get it because they've been there. Amazing chemistry and in-depth knowledge of everything Iowa football and culture. Uh-huh. Hey. How Very about nice. that? Now, yeah. now, what an amazing contrast that that person gets that out of listening to us, and these people get what they have said about us. Um, so this is where we come to uh, September 29th of last year. Car accident. Is the title. <laughs> it just says car accident, and then it says, September does the 29th. paid what version have- not – does the paid version uh, – subscribers not have to listen to kevin eating <laughs> i believe it's drake who usually does the eating but yeah and i think it probably was drake who was who was eating uh but that is the entire review now they did leave us a three star so we'll take that the next Car two gets you a three star evidently all right the next two are one stars i mean these these are the people who come to a podcast uh, on a on a website on a platform and they would like to just their only goal is to is to somehow bring down the the brand, right? They want to make us look worse to other people who may try and consume us. Fuck yeah. So this is from CBY04. Uh, this is from August 26th of last year. Uh, Ferentz Apologist. Title says it all. Wait, wait what was the date again? Uh, October 26th of last year. Yeah, it was a rough time for Iowa football. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah I had to do a lot of apologizing for the Ferentz's around there. We are the, we are the PR firm. So, uh, according to some people on Twitter, and then this one, this is great because this is our most recent one, Kev. And this is from I'm a Hawkeye, uh, on February 6th. Okay. Just wow. Yeah. Just two weeks ago. Yeah. The title, one star, the title, just bad. Fair. It's fair. The description, half douche bros, half MAGA morons. Way too much rambling. <laughs> somewhat inaccurate, but yeah. Somewhat I, accurate, somewhat inaccurate. Yeah. I, not completely inaccurate. Right? Not completely inaccurate, no. Because if you come and you just listen to Drake, you might think, eh, Magamoron, right? And if you look at me, I mean, I just talked about CrossFit to open this episode for 16 minutes. I mean, douche bro. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It fits the bill, right? So... Those are fun. I do. I do always appreciate those. How about this? If you get on and uh, from, you know, so the most recent was February 6th. If you get on starting now, you haven't uh, any, any review that we get from now until the next time we do this segment, we won't do it the next podcast, but we'll do it in another month or so. Any review that we get from now until then, if we read your review on the next segment we do 
we will send you a t-shirt for free. <laughs> <laughs> we, like, would pref- we would I, prefer I that you're... Love send, I would love to send haters t-shirts. <laughs> we would prefer that you are honest. So if you actually enjoy our show, give us the four or five stars. But if you are a hater who thinks that we're a one-star podcast and consistently shows up to continue listening... No, dude, hey. we got to make one-star podcast t-shirts. Yeah, then that would be send those out to people. Then we send that's the free merch. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That would be good. That'd be a good troll. Um, Actually, I would wear a one star podcast t shirt. Just not even trolling. Like we are a one star podcast. One star podcast. So go, uh, go leave it on Apple reviews. That's the easiest one for me to find. I think you can leave reviews on other platforms as well. But I think like something like seventy plus or eighty plus percent of you guys are listening on the on the Apple platform. Um. All right, let's get into some actual stuff here. We've got – what do we have? Oh, oh. Yep, there we go. Uh, so we had a couple questions come in. A couple to you specifically come in. Hit me. Question for a podcast for Kevin. If Iowa were to find a good cornerback for next year in the portal, and assuming Harris is back and playing well, if he could set the secondary – would he leave Coop at cornerback or replace Castro at cash or Schulte at safety to get him more involved in the defense? Read it one more time. So I'll try and paraphrase because there's not a lot of punctuation. Yeah, he's punctuation. basically saying, he's basically saying as, as it sits right now, Coop played corner. Yep. And Jermari Harris will be back playing corner. Yep. Schulte will be at safety. Yep. And X, I assume, will probably be at safety. The other safety, yeah. And then Castro would be at cash. Yeah. If we were Where's to find – this is <laughs> this is the hypothetical. If we were to find another good cornerback, which I have on good authority that that was one of our last things we were seeking in the portal. Mm-hmm. If we were to find another starting caliber quarter, uh, cornerback, what would you do with Coop? Okay, that is a good question. Um, and I think it, the answer would be depends on the quality of the cornerback that you find. Because having a cornerback with the skill set that you have in Coop yep. is more valuable, in my opinion, than moving him to a cash position. Okay. I feel like you can have more impact at a cornerback than you can have a cash. So therefore, I would want my impact player there rather than at cash. And if, unless there's only like a very slight drop off or, you know, some God, if we find someone as good as Coop, yeah, for sure. Plug him in a corner and move Coop to cash. But uh, I, I think you have to have a high bar for yourself so you, before we talk about moving Coop. That's just my yeah, opinion. The guy that we found hypothetically would have to be very very good yeah for sure now assume we okay so assume we find a guy like that and he comes in anyway and you're like yeah i still want to put coop there or either or right again you're probably looking at how good is this guy but do we then try and shift castro to safety and move that new guy in at cash or do we get put the new guy in at safety or do you think that i mean you're asking me to put a lineup on a hypothetical human being. No, I don't, I don't know where to put this hypothetical person. I, I, I think, I think a big, uh, to the, to the question 
asker. I forgot your name. I didn't look at the Twitter before this. Um, I think another big factor there is how much X develops. Mm-hmm. Um, now well, I think, I think X is going to be a natural safety. I don't, yeah, I, I think I see him staying as a high safety. I don't, yeah. in my opinion, I, that's his better spot for him than moving down to the cash. I agree. I agree. And, and I think what X showed in the, in the bowl game, playing a lot of reps, obviously he had the pick six. He's an athlete. Uh, I would say physically he will be all but caught up and at the division one level a hundred percent by the time next season rolls around. Um, I don't see him taking any steps back. I don't no. see, I don't see, um, I see that what I just laid out there being the same lineup probably regardless of who we bring in. I mean, our, ours, I mean, that is a stacked, I mean, did we watch Castro play in that game? He was balling. Yeah. He had a good year. He, he developed and he got better throughout the year. And um, we don't yeah, have, a I'm, I'm with you. I feel, I feel pretty good about, about our back, about our back four there. Back we, we don't, we don't have a hole. I mean, the hole right now is literally X is young and inexperienced. That's it. I mean, yeah, if you if you wanted year. to get really technical, if you wanted to get really technical, you could probably nitpick some stuff for each guy. But of course, you can. I mean, at, at DB, you're going to get exposed at some point in third right. season. It's like yeah. it just it happens, right? Everyone gives up touchdowns. Everyone gets beat on routes. But um, it's a it's going to be one of the more solid back uh, back ends in the in the league this year. I it would be I, hard pressed to find a a, a five now, man. The only concern right now really is, and we saw it happen kind of to us at the end of last year's depth, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Is who what do we, do we have? What do we have behind those guys? You know, we, we've got Phil Parker and, and that defensive staff. They generally like, right. All of these guys were once the guys behind guys. We seem to just be able to keep producing. And like, when we need one, we've got it, but I'm sure that Phil and the boys are feeling very much the same. Like, Hey, we feel great about you five. We need to get guys to come along. We need a guy at safety that we can plug in. We need a guy at corner that we can plug in. Um, they're working on that. Trust mm-hmm. me. Another question. This wasn't necessarily straight to you. Um, but, and I'm not, I'm not going to name names, but this does get a little personal. Uh, so hopefully I'm not outing anybody, but this is about golden Hawks. And I know we've talked about this before, this guy says, for my job, I do occasional deliveries to the, the football training facility um, where I get to walk the delivery all the way into the weight room cafe. Uh, the past two times I delivered there, I noticed on the wall of the facility a list of names called the Golden Hawks. I was curious as to what, the, what that honorific was since I saw both Drake and Kevin's name on there for the 2014. 24- you fucking bitch. <laughs> Didn't even let me finish the question. Yeah. Since I saw both Drake and Kevin's name on there for the 2014 season, if I recall correctly, you do recall correctly. Kevin's still a bitch. Would you like to uh would you like to take that one? Uh, sure, sure, sure. So back I, I'm I'm sure they still do this, but um I believe they do, yeah. Yeah. When um it comes around to the off season. You're going to have a meeting with your strength coach, 
strength. Our coach was Coach Doyle at the time, right? And he's got a sheet of listed measurable goals for you, right? Body weight, body fat percentage. Then you got your your 10-yard run, your pro agility, your vertical jump off your uh, body weight and your vertical jump. You calculate what's called a power quotient. Um, and then like your bench, your squat, your hang clean, all you have like goals. Like this is where you're at right now. We want you to get better here, 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 and there. You know, we're not expecting you to grow your vert that much because we want you to gain 20 pounds, but if you can hold it close, then great. Right. Um, if you achieve every one of those goals, you are what's called a golden hawk. And it's, I don't know, maybe like 10% of guys each year get that. Would you say? 30, 30, 35 guys in a class. I would say maybe a little higher than that. Maybe. Well, it's the whole team, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. On the entire team, I would say each year you might have 10%. Yeah. So you're much more likely to get it as a younger guy because you have a lot more room to develop. Now they also have higher goals for you, right? You as a, as an 18 year old, they're going to expect you to grow your bench press like 5% over a few, a few months. I, I was going to say, do you remember how big of jumps we were sort of expected that first year? Pretty big, but they were like, they were like 30 remember. or 40 pounds on the lifts. You also got to remember though, right? Especially if you didn't go through the summer program as a incoming freshman. Yep. You didn't hit the weights that hard. I was going to yeah. say the yeah. maxes so that they, they had not your true maxes yet. Yep. Bro. You're right. You're right. I remember the first year in that 2014 off season, I think my listed bench max was like 275 or 285. And I was like, okay, well, I can do more than that. Like, so, so they go off of those numbers that they have, like when you first come in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So yeah, that's, that's basically what a golden hawk is. And it's, it's not easy to do. Um, it is damn near impossible to do after your first off season. Uh, it, it, it gets harder and harder as it goes on every now and then someone will get it like as a junior or senior it's yeah. pretty damn impressive i was i was like one off my senior year i forget which one it yeah. was i want to say it was i was like two hundredths off of my uh of my uh 10, 10? Yeah. oh that goddamn 10 yeah uh, but, uh, my my third year the year that i really got my shit together uh leading into that undefeated 2015 season was the closest i ever got i believe i needed only one or two and i believe the squat was one of them and it might have been the 10 that was the other one um so i got really close the reason this is not an excuse um, but the reason that I wasn't even close, right? I, I didn't, I did not have my name on that wall as a, in that freshman class in 2014 with Kevin and Drake and Josie and a lot of other guys. I think that we had a decent amount of guys get it in our class eight or nine, I believe. Um, and I've talked about it on here extensively was I did not sleep my freshman year and I did not have any clue how much of a, how big of a deal sleep was uh, and how much that meant to recovery and progress in the gym, um, which sounds crazy now. Like I, I, I've read books on sleep. I listened to Huberman talk about sleep and all these other guys talk about sleep. And I, as an adult with a newborn, was averaging eight and a half hours a night over the last two months of the first two months of my daughter's life because I care about it that much. 
But as an 18 year old kid, I had no idea. And I would stay up until 1130 midnight. I saw one o'clock multiple times. And then I would wake up at 530 for a 615 lift. And if you're wondering if four, four and a half hours of sleep is enough for your muscles and your central nervous system to recover and do more than recover, get better, right? Respond to the stimulus that you're providing in the gym. The answer is no, it's not enough. It's not even fucking close. And so I made, um, I made very little progress my freshman year uh, as everybody was just shooting up in weights and stuff. Um, and it, it pissed me off thoroughly. And I, I simply did not connect the dots back then, but that is why I was not up on the wall. Um, a very coveted honor. A golden Hawk is a, is a, is you put in some fucking work. If you were a golden Hawk, I think it's kind of gotten overshadowed though. When we started doing the Hawkeye championship of like individually ranking guys as well, not just the teams. I think that kind of had kind of overshadowed it a little. As far as like the what you care about the most in the offseason. Yeah. Like because now you have a number, you literally have a number that's basically if you want to explain your social it credit. <laughs> it, it is your it is your it is your yeah, it, your your it, Iowa it, Chinese football. Communist Party social credit score. It, it, it is a social credit score within the program, right? Like hey, there's also a lot of athletic stuff in there too, but Sure. Uh, sure. A lot of it is based on athletic performance and metrics. However, classroom stuff, um, being how, on time, not being on time, uh, citizenship, how much you volunteered for certain things that gave you extra points, making it, your body weight, making body like um, it was a social credit score, no doubt. Um, and in a way, there were some flaws. There were some flaws because I, there was certainly a couple guys at the top of that list on occasion who were freaks, but they just weren't good dudes, right? Or they weren't the best dudes, um, socially or, you know, friendship wise or teammate wise. And there were some guys who were good guys towards the bottom of that list. But for the most part, that list was about as correlative as it could be. Baby girl, again, pissed that I was not at the top of this list. Um, uh, as correlative as it could be to like, Hey, how are you, how are you performing in this program as a human right now all around? And, uh, I think you were top 10 in that several times, Kev, uh, just senior year. I was, uh, like three or four. So that would have been out of 110 to 120 guys each year, right? Uh, well, it doesn't include the incoming freshmen, so call it sure. eighty or something. Call like that. it uh, call it eighty or ninety guys, and I think my average placing on that was somewhere in the thirties. Um, I, I would, I would, I think I climbed into the twenties one year. I was twenty fourth, twenty fifth. Um, I was not getting a lot of points for any of the, any of the um, weight room stuff. I, I won a few races. Uh, I was, I was quick, but uh, my grades also weren't great talked about that before and um you know I was, I was pretty good at the rest of the stuff so i was i was upper half upper third um but i think you're right i think a lot of people did care more about that than necessarily getting the golden hawk which was strictly focused on the performance metrics um mm-hmm. i hung on to that for a while I, I was i was salty about not being a golden hawk and watching you guys get that and um it, 
for I'm good. Pretty sure I lost my T-shirt though. So for good reason too. Like you know, somebody who is going to be a go-getter, like I was, someone who cared about excelling in the program and having a successful career. Uh, to see Kevin and Drake get an honor like that and and accomplish a task that is well respected within the walls of that facility, um, for me that was a moment of fuck. I need to get my shit together. Like I, I these guys are, and there's a lot of that, right? There's so much um, account. And here, okay, this is going to be a buzzword, as people are saying that the fucking Ferences aren't accountable, and then that the people in that complex aren't accountable, and they're coming. So you want to talk about accountability? other than just straight up accountability, like when you go into the film room or you get a performance evaluation or whatever, and you told to your face, the amount of like structural accountability that was built in to that program, that staff, those players, it's unbelievable. Right. And if you're, if you're smart and you're, um, you're cognizant of like, damn, my, my teammates are outperforming. I, I need to pick my shit up. I need to be better at this. I need to do this. Um, if you're aware of how those things are seen in the program, it pushes you forward. It makes you one of the guys who eventually is looked at as a leader, as a guy who knows the playbook, right? In Iowa football, it was often said like, uh, and I think Kevin explained this when he was a freshman looking up at guys like uh, Jordan Lomax and and other guys, Um Sheriff has long been talked about as this kind of guy. I think Josie has talked about James Morris in this way. There was senior leader guys who clearly knew it was like they were writing the playbook on how to be a successful player in that Mm -hmm. program. And there was nothing magical. There was just a lot that you had to do on the, on the daily. And, uh, if you're a guy who's getting a golden Hawk, if you're a guy who's on the top of that off season competition, those are the guys who you looked at and you're just like, damn, like they have this figured out and they're reaping the, the, the benefits of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it pushed me forward to be better, um, to, to, to get better at snapping, to get better in the weight room, to compete with you guys in the off season. Um, you know, I never was a golden Hawk, but not being one yielded me benefits. So yeah. it's good stuff. Accountability and competition, baby. That's what it's all about. And, and those who, there's plenty who got spit chewed up and spit out in that same process, right? Like you start to see, you're not a golden Hawk. You're not a, you're not up there on the off season, you know, and now you start to feel like you're being picked on. I I don't want to go back to the whole coach Doyle racism thing here, but this is, this is without a hundred percent knowledge of some of the ways that these guys who came out and said certain things happened to them. They lied. Uh, This is how a lot of those guys think, Right. They start to see stuff like, oh, they're not picked high in the offseason team draft. They're not up there on the offseason competition. They're not getting a golden hawk. They're not making their body weights. They're not doing X, Y, Z. Some guys, a lot of people, probably the majority of people in real life, you've got a little bit more higher tier of elite performers inside of a, di- a Division One complex. A lot of people will start to make excuses. They will start to blame other people. They will start to craft a narrative, a story of why they are not succeeding when others are, why others are getting opportunities that they are not. And that's a slippery slope. And Kevin and I have seen that happen many a time as well. 
And those little things, golden hawks, right? A PR in the weight room, making body weight on a Monday. Those little things were, were what added up to big things like, you know, attrition, people getting kicked out of the program, people being told their their scholarship wasn't going to be renewed. People not getting playing time. Like it, the, uh, the program, all was, it's all connected. And, and that program was structured. And it's why Kevin and I and Drake respect it so much is that program is constructed January 1st through December 31st in a way that is primed and ready to create success, not just success on the field, but successful individuals. Basically they, yeah, you, um, they designed it so that it would encourage you in every way possible to be a professional, right? Yeah. And professionalism doesn't just mean professional at sports means being a pro at life, being able to take a human being who is successful at being a pro at being an Iowa football player. You can go on and do anything else after that and be successful, whether it's in the NFL, whether it's in corporate America, whether it's starting your own business, Tyler, congratulations. You're not unemployed. I'm not going to make the unemployed joke. Drake's unemployed though. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) That fucking guy is a loser. Uh, it, it, it gives you life tools and basically just grows you up how to be a well-functioning adult. That's, that's, that's all they're asking you to do is basically high school is over. This is your transition period. We'll be a little bit lax on you early, but we're expecting you to act like grown adults now. And some, and some people aren't ready for it. A lot of people aren't. Some people are not ready for it. Or 30 years old still don't want to act like grown ass adults. And and that's what I'm saying, right? Like when you're asked to perform and behave at a level at 18, 19 years old, and you have the kinds of standards that we had, that is tough. It was tough for me. I'm not even going to say it was easy for me. It was tough for Kevin, right? You're forged by fire. You're forged by fire. There is no, they don't have time. There's no time. It's an elite system and, and, and structure that gets shit done quick and, and brings people up to a high level. Um, it's, why, it's why companies all over the place, Kevin's industry uh, specifically, they look to hire former athletes. And, in, and I'm not going to say the place. And I'm not going to say that D1 is better than a D3 athlete when it comes to hiring somebody in the, in the corporate world, but not really, to, no. to, to some extent in inside of the specificity of sport, you know, like the D one standards that we were held to a lot of the stuff that we did, the, the competition level, it was five X 10 X in a lot of ways, what you would get at like a central or, you know, it, it was the top of the top. Right. And, um, that is what golden Hawk ultimately sort of, uh, in a, in a way presented itself as uh, one aspect of that structure. Um, so good question. Something we haven't talked about in a long, long time and, uh, gave us a a nice little, nice little episode on it. Uh, quickly before we hop off here, we had some other stuff on the, uh, that'll probably detail out a little bit more for our next episode whenever we get to that. Uh, but one thing I saw before we hopped on here, someone tagged me today, the Titans released veterans, Taylor Lewan and randy bullock today he's the kicker hmm the titans backup kicker is none other than your iowa hawkeye caleb shudak yeah 
And he got into a game and went three for four last year in a very, very windy game. Um, and I believe, I believe that Caleb Shudak has a chance to be the first guy to stick on an active roster uh, for multiple games, maybe multiple seasons uh, at the kicker position in a long, long time, all the way back to a guy named Nate Kading. So that's exciting. That's exciting for me uh, as a specialist, someone who snapped to Caleb. And um, that's fucking cool, man. You don't, you yeah. don't, there's 32 jobs and you do not get a chance at those very often. So that was cool to see. Thank you to and, whoever tagged me in that. There's 32 jobs. So already one of the more prized, coveted, elite positions yeah. to get in the world. But job security, not high. No. Unless you've been doing it for a while, they'll cut you in a week if you have a couple bad weeks in a row. They will. They will. There, there's 30 guys right behind you who are just as good, if not just maybe a little bit worse. That's why they weren't playing. If you're not up to speed this week, your ass could be in the in the hot seat real soon. And and we just talked about how they cut Randy Bullock. If you stick around too long as a specialist, you're gone Sometimes as well. Sometimes you get a little expensive, yeah. Because now they're now they're spending upwards of three, four, five million dollars on a kicker or a punter, a long snapper. And when eventually someone in the hundreds that would gladly take seven fifty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're looking at somebody in the organization eventually goes, Hey, we like this ten year vet guy. Like he's done a lot for us. We love him. But fuck, man, we could really use a couple million to pay a receiver, you know? Yeah. So Brutal good game. for uh yeah. Good for Shudak. I really, really hope that that's the case and he sticks. Uh, it, it would make me, it would, it would bring me joy. I would watch every Titans game. Uh, that that would be literally something that to, that would make me watch every Titans game that I could. Um, and and he would be living the dream that that I didn't get to live. So, so what is, is Taylor Lewan going to retire and just do podcasting now? Because I think, man, right? yeah, he's been there for ten years. He. Um, you know, funny story actually about Taylor Lewan. He played at Michigan, obviously. And um, Sheriff was in the draft class after him. And I remember this story from when Sheriff was going through that process. Mm-hmm. Um, the day after the day that this could be a little fuzzy, but I bet Brandon would would confirm that it was at least mostly to the point. Uh, I think Ike told me this like way back when. Because Ike was like lived with Sheriff for a while. Um, the day after the Tax Slayer Bowl, the Hawk Slayer Bowl, when we got fucked up by Josh Dobbs and the Tennessee Volunteers, Taylor Lewan called Sheriff and was like, "Hey," like was vouching for his agent, right? Like his agent basically had him, uh, and, and like at the time, Lewan was kind of known as like this d bag, like dude, like kind of like a bully, like big 10 lineman. He was a blue blood. Like no one liked him. At least that's the vibe that I got. Um, he, he's obviously a cool dude. If you listen to the podcast, seems like a, like one of the boys, right? Like they would say, but it was like sheriff was so turned off by this guy, just randomly calling from a, from an enemy team. Cause that's how Brandon saw it. I was like, Hey man, you should really sign with my agent. Like, cause Lawan had just signed a first round contract the previous year for this guy. And this 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 agent was trying to like scheme money, not scheme money, but he was trying to be the guy who cashed in with Brandon. And uh, I, I remember that from ten years ago. 
Like, yeah, I remember. I remember hearing that story too. I don't know if it was like the day after. I just know that he called him. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. I mean, there's only so many NFL guys, and you know what? It pays a lot to be their agent because three percent's a decent amount of money. Three percent's a lot, man. Speaking of, before we get off here, uh, we, we need to have Searles back on as we get closer to the draft. But Searles and the boy and in his agency, they've got a first rounder. Yeah. So. Yeah, we we have, we absolutely need Suros on before the draft. Yeah, yeah, um, that'll be a fun show. Anyway, thank you for listening to episode three ninety seven. Better find somebody big here. Drake said he was going to try and get George. I don't know if he's going to come through on that. So I better really like start reaching out and try and find someone. Otherwise, our Otherwise, episode uh, episode's going to be Grant, our guest for number <laughs> episode four hundred. <400. laughs> Grant Allen, <laughs> our intern. Welcome to the show. Yeah, we, uh, dude, I'm telling you, like right now is that time where all these guys, whether they're, they just played in college or they're in the NFL, they just got done with the season. They're all taking vacations. Nobody wants to fucking get on a podcast. Like it is so hard. February is a shitty month, man. Just go on vacation. It's, yeah. it's only four weeks anyway. Just like take a week vacation. Then February doesn't even exist. Yeah, you're right. That's what you did. That's what I did. Specifically yeah. planned it because February sucks. Ass ass month. Worst month. By far the worst month of the year. It, clearly. Um, all right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Leave some reviews for the boys. Go go comment on the YouTube. Follow our TikTok. Follow our reels. All of that shit. Grant's pumping out content on the daily. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. If you want more, you can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Washed Up Walk-Ons. And if you're interested in supporting the show, head over to patreon.com slash washedupwalkons where you can find bonus podcasts, merchandise, and other cool perks. Best part, half of your subscription benefits the kids at UI Children's Hospital. We'll see you next time. Hawks by a million. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.